Ketubot, Perik Bet, Mishnah Dalet. So this Mishnah does not deal with the laws of Migal, rather, continuing from the previous Mishnah, it discusses the matter of witnesses verifying a document by confirming that their signatures were not formed, were not forged. So if one witness says, this is signatures, my handwriting, and this signatures, my friend's handwriting, and the other witness says, this signatures, my handwriting, and this signatures, my friend's handwriting, they are believed, that is, the document is thereby verified because the two witnesses confirmed each signature. Now, now, if one says, this is my handwriting, and the other says, this is my handwriting, that is, each one confirms only their own signature and not that of his friend. Each of them must combine with another person to certify that it is his handwriting because at least two witnesses are required to confirm each signature. Divrei Ribi, these are the words of Ribi. They do not need to combine with another person or with each other to testify as a pair, of, uh, as a pair by each signature. Rather, each one is believed on, on their own to say, this is my handwriting. Mishnah This Mishnah presents two more cases in which a person is believed on account of a strong migal. Normally, if a married woman says that she was divorced, we do not believe her. And she is forbidden to marry another man unless she has proof of divorce, such as witnesses or divorce documents. The Mishnah cites a case in which a married woman is believed to say that she got divorced. If a woman who was assumed to be single said, I was married, but now I'm divorced, she is believed I may marry another man. Because the matter prohibited her to marry to other men is the mouth that permitted her to them. This woman could have avoided making herself prohibited in the first place because before she made her statement, she was assumed to be single and permitted to other men. Since she chose instead to prohibit herself by saying that she was married, she's believed to remove the prohibition by adding that she's divorced. However, if there are witnesses who testify that she was married, and then she says, I was divorced, she's not believed. Since in this case, she could not have avoided the prohibition, we have no reason to believe her when she tries to remove it. And she can only marry if she's got any proof. The Mishnah next case involves a woman who was captured by idolaters. The sages decree that such a woman is prohibited to marry Kohen because she might have been violated by one of her captors, and a woman who cohabited with an idolater is biblically unfit for marriage to a Kohen. Amra Nishbeti or Tahara Anina Amenet. If a woman said, I was captured but I'm pure, so not violated, she's believed that may marry Kohen. Because the mouth that prohibited her to call him is the mouth that permitted her to call him. Hitu, the woman could have avoided the prohibition in the first place because before she made a statement, it was not known that she was captured since she chose instead to prohibit herself by saying that she was captured, she's believed to remove the prohibition by adding that she is not violated. However, if there are witnesses who testify that she was captured, and she says, I am pure, she is not believed because in that case she could not have said that she was never captured. The Mishnah now states the law where after the court had ruled that she was fit for marriage based on a statement, I was captured but not violated, witnesses testified that she was captured. If after she had been permitted to marry a Kohen, witnesses came forward and testified that she was captured, she does not leave her status of permissibility. That's she remains permitted to marry a Kohen. Have a great day.